everyone, this is George Kroos with the Innovators Mindset Podcast. Glad you could join me. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to some of the ideas I have to share. And this week's episode, I'm going to focus on some strategies that I've used for improving my own mental and physical health. And these are things that have worked for me, uh, and I would not just—I would not say that you know I'm a physical specimen or that my mental health is you know at the peak that's ever been. But these are ideas that have helped me, and I want to share them not only because I think they might be helpful to others, but for me just to really kind of reflect on this. And I think a lot of times when I'm sharing my learning, whether it's in this podcast, whether it's in a blog. It's more for me to kind of go over my thoughts. It's kind of a journaling activity. And I know other people can see this, but it really helps me to kind of stop and and take stock of where I am in my life and what I need to do. And really kind of neat. Um, I've been blogging for probably about 10 years. And it's interesting to see, you know, what I'm talking about at certain times and kind of thinking about, like, how was I actually doing at that point? Not I'm not talking professionally. I'm talking personally. So I took some time to uh, write this blog post in at the end of 2019 because I think 2019 for me was a year that I really started to focus on taking better care of myself. I felt that I was kind of getting into a space before that where I was really struggling. And I know that as educators, it's easy to get caught in to that because we spend so much time doing our best to take care of, take care of everyone else that it's so easy to realize that we actually haven't been taking care of ourselves. And if you really want to help others, I think we have to make sure that we are, we're okay, that we're okay. We're doing this because eventually, you know, we can do that for a while, but it will catch up. And I, I can tell that from personal experience. And so I just want to share some things that I really took stock in and saw that were effective to me and that I'm still trying to do, still trying to get better at. And hopefully this can help someone else uh, out there listening because I know this is a really important idea, really important thing that we talk about in education. I think it's something that it's important for me to be open about because I know a lot of educators deal with this and and having a better understanding of ourselves really helps us help other people move forward as well. And so I'm gonna share these five strategies that I've, I've focused on. And so the first one is focusing more on gratitude. And it is really easy to get caught up in the idea of the things that we actually don't have, you know, and especially in a time of social media where it's so easy to see, you know, all these things that other people have that we wish we had, et cetera, et cetera. And I think part of it for me is I, I really try to work with students to understand that when we're looking at other people's social media, it's it's like ESPN Sports Center. It's it's like the top plays. It's their best stuff. But it's all but a lot of things are missing there. And so part of it for me is to understand that, you know, even if someone's life seems amazing and that they have everything, that they probably have struggles just like, you know, myself and, and you. And so I think really trying to focus more on what I am grateful for as opposed to what I think others have or you know what I don't have is something that I have uh, focused on. And there's actually a ton of studies that's showing that gratitude actually 
The practice of gratitude is really helpful for mental health. And um, I, I, re- I read this article and I share it in the blog post that's connected to this podcast um, is that grateful people are generally more grateful for their lives and they often view their lives as a gift that should be appreciated. And so I'm trying to really take stock in, in the things that, you know, I, I, I have, you know, like here's a really simple example. Sometimes I feel, you know, I'm like, I give me better shape. Um, you know, I wish I I'd do this or et cetera. Like I wish I was, you know, running the same way I was when I was like 25. But then I take stock and say, you know, the, the, the opportunity to be able to get up every day and to be able to exercise is something I should be grateful for. And, and I'm excited about that. And I, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm trying to get better at this stuff, but it's something I'm really trying to focus on. And there is a Tim Detting article and he, he kind of talked about these three questions that you can ask yourself daily that are, are, are really helpful in, in the practice of gratitude. And so these are questions. Did I learn one new thing today? Number two is, did I help or inspire one person? And this one I actually added is, did I show gratitude to someone who had a positive impact on me? And I think that making sure that every single day that we go out and we take time to share our gratitude with others, you know, little interactions that we have, um, whether it's with people we know very well or strangers. And I think it's actually easier for many people to show gratitude to strangers, but it's harder to show gratitude to the people closest to us. And I think we all need to get better at that. And so that's something that I've really focused on those three questions that help me kind of going through that practice and I'm getting better and I, I try to be reflective on that, um, you know, often. And there's a really great quote from uh, Randy Posh and I, I'm not sure I'm spelling or pronouncing the last name correct. But he said, showing gratitude is one of the simplest yet most powerful things humans can do for each other. So that the focus of gratitude is really, um, is really something that I'm, I'm cognizant of. So the number two thing that I've done that is been really helpful is that I'm really more a lot more thoughtful of my time on social media. Now, this is something I've always struggled with because I know there's so many benefits, there's so many opportunities to connect with others, learn so many things and, and share ideas. But I know that you can kind of get sucked into this uh this, you know, wormhole where you're just kind of, you know, getting trapped in social media and, you know, three seconds that we plan to spend can turn into hours. And I'll give you an example of something in my, you know, own life that I've done to kind of pull back. Um, I used to actually, you know, wake up in the morning and the first thing I would do is like check my phone and say, I'm going to check Twitter for like five minutes or whatever. And then, as soon as I'm done that, I'm going to go work out, but five minutes would turn into an hour and then I miss my workout and then I feel bad all day. And then you kind of get sucked and it's kind of a cycle that you can kind of fall into. So one of the things I actually really try to do every morning is I actually work out before I actually go on social media. So part of it is I want to make sure that I'm starting my day off on a really positive note And I think sometimes on social media, we see something that maybe rubs us the wrong way or something negative, maybe even directed at us. And it could actually, you know, affect the rest of our day. So I feel that when I've taken that time to make sure that I do things for myself and kind of focus on, you know, my own mental and physical health, that I'm much more ready for the rest of the day. And so like little things that I've done 
you know, I've, uh, I've started using things like buffer where, you know, like I read a ton, I, sp- I t- spend a time uh, reading. And if I find an article really valuable, I do try to share that with others, but I share it on buffer, <coughs> excuse me, so that I can share these ideas, um, you know, share some good stuff, but I'm not on Twitter all the time. And I think a lot of people get mixed up is that, you know, because you're tweeting, it doesn't mean you're on Twitter all the time, but I do read quite a bit. So I think that, it's really important for us to actually find that balance where we where we actually use this stuff in a meaningful way, but we don't get sucked into it. And I think that it gives us a credibility with kids. And, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, we need to have balance. And I understand that. But sometimes not using social media is actually throwing us off a of balance. I know it's a really weird idea. But, you know, kind of connecting and learning from other people, taking advantage of these things is important, but actually getting sucked into it can be, you know, really negative. And so I think that the reason why it's important for me to be able to say this is because I can have the conversation with, you know, students that I work with, young people that are using this, like, hey, I use social media and I see value in it, but I also understand to kind of pull myself away from it when I do this. And this is something that's really helped me and it might kind of surprise some people. I actually get no notifications to my phone. No no text messages pop up, no tweets. Um, I know this is going to sound weird. I don't even get phone calls. I, I kind of shut it off all the time. And because I actually want it to the space where I go to my phone when I want to, but it does. my phone doesn't pull me towards it and I, I think I know that sounds really like a simple and weird idea but I think that when you have notifications coming on all the time it can actually be detrimental for your health and I want to go to it when when I have time when it's valuable to me not be distracted by the constant you know pinging on my phone so just I'm just been much more thoughtful of how I use social media uh, three and this is like a really short one but it's been extremely helpful as I um, I deal with a lot of anxiety and uh, I read a book called Dare, The New Way to End Anxiety and Stop Panic Attacks Fast. I, it was amazing how much this book helped me. And one of the things that really helped me through this book, there was one idea in, in particular was basically when you feel anxiety coming your way, it's actually almost just welcoming it and accepting it as opposed to trying to push it away. Because sometimes when you push it away, it actually creates more anxiety and even doing things like naming your anxiety. I know this might sound weird that I'm saying this and I I encourage you to read the book because I'm probably not doing it justice. This has really helped me um, this past year with dealing with anxiety. And so um, the book was really beneficial. It was called, again, it was dare the new way to end anxiety and stop panic attacks fast, really some simple ideas, but they helped me quite a bit. Uh, the next one, number four, is I focus more on consumption and not just creation. This for me was important. Um, for years, I've been blogging, tweeting, posting on Instagram, you know, I'm doing podcasts, things like this. And I got to the point where I was always kind of trying to make new stuff, but I wasn't really finding inspiration because it was always about, you know, what could I do? What could I, you know, what could I create? And so I've actually taken a lot more time to read books and watch movies and, you know, I know it's going to sound weird, but, you know, watch TikTok videos. And sometimes the consumption is not with a purpose. It's just to 
check out. It's just to have some time to myself. And sometimes it's, you know, to be inspired to get some new ideas. But I think it's okay to kind of watch stuff and, you know, be a part of stuff that, um, you know, does not really focus on our job 24 hours a day or focus on education. And I do listen to some education podcasts, but the majority of podcasts that I listen to are um, on sports. And the reason I say this and I tell you this is because a lot of times I spend all day talking about education and the last thing I want to actually do is listen to stuff talking about education. I want to change gears. I want to kind of step away from that. And so I, I do think creation is really important to the work that we do, but I, I really have been focused on, you know, the stuff that I'm intaking and what I spend my time on and sharing. And sometimes it's to be inspired and sometimes it's just to check out. And so the last one I'm going to share with you is the idea of being more thoughtful of how, how and who I spend my time with. And you probably heard sayings like this is that, you know, you're the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. And I don't know if that's actually true, but I am really thoughtful of where I spend my time and, and who I spend my time with because I know that it affects me tremendously and I'm not just talking about the the personal connections, but I'm also talking about sometimes the social media connections where we can get kind of sucked in and, you know, start weighing us in a really negative way. And I think part of all of this um, kind of realization is having a daughter for me. My, my daughter, Kalia, is, she's three and a half now. And for me, it's important that when I spend time with her, I'm feeling in a good mood. And I think sometimes when you surround yourself with negative people, that can wear on you. And then you start taking out on the people who love you most, the people that you care about most. And so I just little things like my daughter and I playing ukulele together. She's three and a half and, you know, she doesn't know what she's doing. Honestly, I don't know what I'm doing either. Those little moments I appreciate more. And I think that it's really easy to kind of get sucked into some negativity, you know, people that are just kind of intentionally to kind of weigh you down. And I was listening to um, a video and it was on TikTok actually when I was just kind of messing around. And even though it was just for my own uh, personal viewing and just kind of the checkout, it, it was something along the lines of like, you're not going to care what some of the people that are negative in your life said to you when you're 90 years old. Like these things are not going to matter to you. And so for me, it's, I don't spend a time with a bunch of people, but the, 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 the people I do spend time with, they're really meaningful to me and it's meaningful time and it helps me become better for myself, which helps me become better for the people that are closest to me and to be more present. And so just being more thoughtful of who I spend time with has been really uh, valuable to me. And so I'll kind of go over those five ideas again, just really quickly. Uh, one is I've become more focused on gratitude and being grateful. Two is I've been more thoughtful of how I use social media. Still use it, but I'm just thoughtful of how I use it. Uh, three is I read the book Dare, The New Way to End Anxiety and Stop Panic Attacks Fast. Four, I focus more on the idea of, of consumption, whether it's meaningful or not, to kind of take breaks away from things and not simply creation. And the last one is just being more thoughtful of how and who I spend time with. And so, like I said, these ideas are things that I've read about and kind of helped me. 
and they're practices I've used. And so I'd love actually to challenge you to think about what are some of the ways that you take care of, of your mental and physical health? What are some of the things that have worked for you? It just kind of sit down and take some time, maybe journal about them, maybe share them with someone you care about and, and how have they helped you. Because I think sharing these ideas, like just kind of talking through this right now, it's helped me kind of refocus on why these things are really important. And I think sometimes just sharing it, whether it's with someone or, you know, just like our own reflections, it, it does kind of help the process. So, like I said, these are things that have helped me. I hope that in some way, uh, some of these ideas might help you. But thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Thank you again for all you do. Take care. Can it be my daylight clothes or is it just my daylight song? What I do ain't make-believe. People say I sit and try. But when it comes to being daylight, it's just me, myself, and I.